praise this morning for our country. Praise the Lord. I think you can do better than that. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Praise his wonderful name today. Aren't you glad to be an American? Aren't you glad to be a Christian and know what forgiveness and salvation is all about? Aren't you glad to be able to get out of your house and come to church today? Aren't you thankful for a beautiful summer day? Isn't God good today? Praise his wonderful name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give someone a high five and be seated for just a moment, please. Praise God. Happy 4th of July. This is our um, Independence Day, the day we celebrate our independence and uh, a free land, the free nation. I'm proud to be an American. And we certainly want to take a moment to say thank you to all of those who have served in our armed forces. If you're here and you've served or someone in your family is serving now and they couldn't be here, would you just stand all over the building, all of our veterans, all of those that may be active now, up here in the choir, all the veterans? Yes, thank you. Thank you for your service to our nation. We are proud of you, and we thank you. That was a good, good number. Thank you so much. Well, it's a good day. God has been so good to us, and he knows how to bless us. We're sorry our pastor's not here, but if you're new and visiting, we have a fine replacement today. Our, our associate pastor, sister pastor, brother Richard McIntosh, you'll enjoy him. And then pastor will be back next week, so please come back and be with us. I wanted to mention that um, we have some sad news. Um, Brother Tom Brown, who uh, loved to come to our church so much, passed away and went home to be with the Lord. And um, we want to keep praying for Marge. She's right over here. She came to church today to be here. Would you just lift your hands right now and let's pray for her and ask God to strengthen her. Lord, thank you for Marge and her love for you. Thank you for the wonderful, wonderful husband she had that loved you and served you and came to this church and loved this church. And Lord, we know he's in heaven with you. He's free from sickness and sorrow. And we thank you for that today. And we pray you comfort Marge down. Lift her up today and let her remember that he's waiting for all of us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you, Marge. That funeral will be tomorrow at... Um, uh, McCoy Leffler Breitenbach Funeral Home. The visitation will be from 10 to 11.30, and then the funeral will be at 11.30. So you might remember to continue to pray for Marge and her family, and uh, if you want to attend, you're welcome to. Also, uh, you have, uh, there's a lot of things been going on at our church, but one of the things, um, I met Christian Mays. He's just so pleasant to work with. He comes around, he ha has his announcement if he knows I'm doing the welcome and he said uh, I have an announcement I said okay you got it wrote out he said yeah right here it is so that's what I'm going to do I'm going to show you what he showed me there's a picnic plans for all those who would like to attend a celebration of the 4th of July picnic and it's going to be from 3 p.m. till dusk at Armco Park and you just need to call make reservations and let people certain people know you're coming and they'll have enough food planned but if you don't call them you might not get any chicken 
because they got to order chicken for all of us. And uh, so please remember that. And also, um, this week, uh, please remember all the regular services here at Stratford Heights. And um, I hope I'm not forgetting anything, but it's in, if, if, if we should remember it, it'd be in our bulletin. So um, just remember this morning, there's several people here that you need to shake hands with. So we're going to ask all our members and regular attenders to stand, leaving our visitors seated at this time. And if you're a visitor or a guest and you're here for your first or second time, you just remain seated and someone will find you as they come down the aisle with your welcome package. And we always have something to give you so that you can learn more about our church and come back and visit with us because we feel like God has blessed our church with so much love and a goodness and we have a great group of people to help us in the good times and the bad all through life's journey a church is wonderful if you can start when you're a baby and spend your whole life going through church you'll see the whole cycle of life as it comes and goes and I'm looking forward to all the things God has for our church here at Stratford Heights our building programs getting closer and closer so we were anxious about that but I want you to find somebody that's seated and uh, shake hands with them and then get out in the aisles and greet one another and give somebody a God bless you. Thank you. Oh, tell me whose report shall you believe? You shall believe the report of the Lord. Tell me whose report shall you believe? You shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says I
Wow. I've been on vacation. It feels good to be back in here and just feel that spirit. (laughs) I want to just say a couple things. I want to talk about Josh Long. I'm I'm really, really proud of Josh Long. He He has been playing with us since he was in seventh grade. I'll never forget his first service. I went home, I told Kathy, hide the gun. (laughs) But I've watched him grow in, first of all, in the Lord, and number two, as a musician. Josh got hired for the Franklin High School music program. He is the head of it. He is the man. And I'm glad that, number one, they're going to have a great band teacher, that they're going to have a great example before. Amen. We need to be there. We need to be in our community and be in a light. And I thank God for Josh and what he's going to do. I expect great things. You know, we've got the best coach in Ohio. I'm pretty sure we're going to have the best band leader. So, And then I want to say it's good to have Jordan Bailey with us. Uh, he was my intern. He was my intern last year, and he, gra- he actually has graduated, I think. Well, it's depending. He, he was telling Missy this morning, he said, I graduate as long as Gary gives me a good grade. <laughs> and I told Missy, how would you like to have your whole career in my hands? <laughs> <I said. laughs> but we're happy to have him. His dad is one of my best friends. We had him in the orchestra, the symphonic band here, uh, just a few months ago. And Jordan's a fine young man, and, and you're going to be seeing a lot of him. And so just make him feel at home. Uh, he's a great fellow. I am so proud to be an American. (laughs) I love it that we don't go underground. We don't have to go underground to worship. But I have the right and the freedom to worship God in any way I want. If I want to be right out in the middle of the mall and say, praise the Lord. It's okay. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies.
God bless America. Jesus be the center of it all. Jesus be the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it will always be, it's always been you, Jesus. Gee, I want to sing that one more time. Be the center. Jesus be the center of it all. If you have a prayer need, Jesus be the same. 
Amen. Can we put our hands together? Can we keep doing that? Worshiping the Lord, praising Him. I don't know if you feel this, but I feel like the light of the Lord Jesus Christ is in this place this morning. You know what the light does? It breaks through the darkness. When light comes in, it doesn't matter how dark it's been. It just matters that light has now showed up and something is different. Something has changed. I just want to do this for a minute today. I don't know that the pastor, we know he's not here today, but, but the Lord is here today. And I know that Ray is praying for us right now. But there is something that God wants to accomplish in our hearts and lives. Would you just lift your hands for just a moment here? And can we just worship the Lord? Can we just spend this time right here in his presence honoring him and praising him? and thanking him for his goodness. I just feel like there's, there's a breakthrough that somebody is right on the verge of and somebody even came here today for and we're not going to move. I know the, uh, Richard is bringing an awesome word today and we can't wait for that. But right there's here in this moment, river speak to us, Father, we ask, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. This is your house, God. And these are your people, God. And you have the right, God, to break in and break through, Lord Jesus. Father, the enemy, God, has brought any weight, God, any burden, God. I pray right now in Jesus' name, Lord, that you might show up, God. 
you might show up and bring breakthrough, breakthrough in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Why don't you reach over and if you can and grab the hand of the person next to you and pray for them. In this moment, in this few moments that we have right here before the offering today, just pray for them. Lord, touch them. Bless them, God. Prepare their hearts, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There's a mighty river. You're here, God. Touch. Bless and move. Mighty river flow. Thank you, God. In this We worship you. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. And it's full of mercy. Thank you, God. Full of power. Full of glory. <laughs> full of grace. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, it's full of power. Bless us and full touch of us. Glory. I want you to do something for me. He continues to worship. Adriana Tran, I want her to come if she can. We want to pray for her. So we There's continue to be sensitive to the, the moving of the Holy Spirit. This is a 13-year-old girl in my youth group. And every day, I, well, not every day. Every day, I think, every time I think about it, I'm thankful for that. Because she's a beautiful woman of God. Love her very much. In a week from today, she goes on a trip. Many of you that are here today, God used to provide the, the resources. And I know they're thankful for that to send her to Europe on a trip that she's been asked. Not everybody gets asked to go on this trip, but they asked her to. She came, and many of you saw her at the desk out here asking for your donations and praying, and, and many of you made it possible. But, but next Sunday, a week from today, correct, she leaves and she goes on this trip. How long are you going to be gone? 21 days she's going to be gone at 13 years old. And I know Rebecca's here too, and I would call them up, but we're, for, for time's sake, we're praying for them. Would you extend your hand towards her as she goes? Anybody that knows her knows that she's going to go as a light for Jesus Christ, a herald of the gospel, an ambassador for Christ. She's going to go no matter where she is, she's that. Would you just extend your hand that God would protect her, that God would anoint her, that God would touch her, and that God would use her. Father, we love you. We thank you. God, thank you for this door that's flung wide open for her. Thank you, God, for this blessing, God. Thank you for this, this opportunity. Oh, God, I pray, God, every day over there, Lord, your Holy Spirit would visit her. The Holy Spirit might be in her. That your Holy Spirit might lead and guide her, protect her, Father. We pray that angels, God, would surround her, God, on all sides, God. And any scheme of the enemy, God, might be thwarted, God, by your power and your majesty. And, God, we pray, Lord, for, for safety as she travels there and comes back. And, Father, I pray it be fruitful, God, in all that she does. And all that she does in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Can you do something for me? Can we rejoice? I love to rejoice when, when something good is happening. Rejoice with those that are rejoicing. Mourn with those that mourn. Love you very much. I'm proud of you. You can be seated. You can be seated this morning. If you want, if the Lord leads you as she goes, um, talk to her and encourage her before, before you leave. I know that there's many uh, awesome things that are happening in this church, and I'm so proud, my family's so proud 
to be a part of that. As our ushers come, we're going to move into this aspect of, of our worship this morning. And uh, Pastor Brian read a scripture that I want to read, if I can get to it. That touched me, and it's a scripture that I've heard many times before. But every time I read it, something different. It, it says, remember this, that whoever sows sparingly also will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. He loves somebody that's honored to give. Somebody that brings joy to give. He loves that sacrifice. And then this, which stung me when he read this this morning. It says, and God is able. We know that, right? God is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. How many have experienced God stretch $5 into 50? How many have experienced God stretch $50 into $500? You don't know where it came from. You don't know how it happened. But God honored your faithfulness because he's always faithful and God is able. Can we pray? Father, thank you. Thank you for your mercy today. Thank you for your spirit that we feel today. God, we don't move and quench that or move forward. God, we're, we're still walking in that. God, this is just an opportunity for worship, to continue in worship as we give today. We love you. We praise you. We honor you, God. We want all things to glorify and lift up the name of Jesus. And we do that right now, even in our giving. Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
stand. Let's celebrate. Celebrate what God has done. Let's celebrate. God, we honor you today. God, we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. You have been our shield. You have been the lifter of our head. God, you've touched our hearts and lives, and we appreciate you today. God, we feel you in this house, and we bless you, and we honor you. And God, we lift you up. Feels good in here, amen? Amen. God is good. God is good. Today we are going to take our scripture from Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And as you are flipping there, I would just like to say I'm so proud to be a part of this church here at Stratford Heights. I love you all. I'm glad and I'm thankful that, that you love me. We're going to get down to business and share some word here today. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Very quick scripture. It says... Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, once again, we just honor you and thank you. And we're in awe of all that you do in our hearts and lives. God, we appreciate every time that you've spoken into us. God, every time that you've spoken over us and done beautiful and wonderful things. God, thank you for your words of encouragement. Thank you for the message of salvation that's, that's come into our hearts. God, we appreciate all you're doing. And God, we turn our ears to you because we know that you're speaking today. And God, you're wanting to accomplish something 
and we give you praise and we give you glory and honor. We pray that you would anoint us to hear, anoint us to speak in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 You can grab a seat. I want to tell you, to start out today, I want to talk to you just a few seconds about uh, my time that I spent in school. You know, I graduated, probably like you have or like you will, uh, but it was rough, and maybe you know where I'm coming from. I had a lot of rough years in school, probably most of them up to the eighth grade. I basically almost failed every one of them. I got the speech, uh, the end of the year speech that says, if you don't straighten up, you're going to have to repeat this grade. I got that, that speech, got that speech more than once, and it, it was a rough, it was a rough time when I was in school. Between the 8th and the ninth grade years, that's when I actually got saved in the summer between uh, my junior high and my high school time, uh, I got saved, and, and since that time after I got saved, things changed a lot, and it was a good time. But something used to happen before that, before I got saved, and I, I would do all kinds of crazy stuff and get in trouble and things at school. They had the, the PA system that went through all the school, through all the rooms, and, and if you remember back then, or, or you're still in school, you probably, you know, they come on, do the morning announcements, just different things like that, and talk to all the rooms. What our school, and, and maybe it was like this at your school, they'd have a mic that they used, and when they hit the trigger on the mic, it kind of opened up the channel through the school. And when you hit that button, it would kind of make like a click or a, like a snap, and then, you know, it was live, and you know, okay, a message is coming. <clears throat> what happened to me is, is when I was in middle school, I had gotten in trouble enough that I, that I started to fear those, that, that sound the, of, you know, the speaker opening up. Because it was either, hey, today is, you know, a special day, or it was, Richard McIntosh, we need you down at the principal's office right away. And it got so bad that, that at one point, when they'd hit that mic and hit that, hit that button and open up the channel, just the sound, just the click, my stomach would start, I would instantly, something would get south in my stomach and it would drop and I would get almost sick and waiting to see what was coming. And some of the times they said my name, some of the times they didn't. But I would go to the principal's office and they're like, okay, I'm here, what is this about? You know, it's like marching to the firing squad, you know. But I, I would go in there and it would be something, you know, simple and I'm like, Phew. or it would be like, he wants to see you right now. And what would happen is in my mind I would run through a list of things like, what did I do? What did I, what did I get caught doing? Or what did I think I got away with and didn't, you know. But it was incredible facing the principal, you know, in my school mind and you know, elementary, middle school, you know, the worst thing to hear is the principal's going to talk to you. Because his, you know, when the principal talks, it, it carried a certain weight. His words carried a certain weight, you know. You could talk to a lot of people, but you didn't want to meet the principal. But I, I did a few times. I did a few times when I was in, when I was in school. But, uh, but the reason why I bring that, is, bring that up to you today is because to say words carry weight. Words carry weight. It matters what people say. And if you'll, if you'll uh, go with me a little bit here, you'll understand that the closer somebody is to your heart, the more their words matter. The more respect you have for somebody, you perk up and listen close to what they have to say. If the president has a breaking news announcement, 
you know, we're like, what's going on? What does he have to say? If your boss says, we've got a meeting at noon, you're going to be there. You know, you'll listen to what they have to say. And if you're like me, my wife says, you need to take out the trash. And I'm like, oh man, I completely forgot about that. Okay, it's time to take out the trash. But anyhow, words carry different weight depending on who says them. Depending on who says them. If you, if you remember, there might be a time in your life that your parent, parents or a guardian, they might have said one little thing to you that was, that was off-collar or, or, or can be taken as negative. Maybe somebody said, I can't believe you messed up again. Or they said, well, you disappointed me. Even though you could be so many years older, those simple words can still affect you. Because if the way you hold people close to you, it matters what they say. Your parents could throw out just one little statement, and it would affect you your entire life. They could have said, you know, well, you'll never amount to anything. Or you're just like your dad. Or, you know, things like that. And we spend our whole life affected and trying to prove that the statement wrong. When you matter to somebody, your words matter. The words matter to, to somebody, like parents. And I'm sure you have instances like that, like I do. But there's also, you know, there's a positive side. I appreciate when my wife or Cameron or the pastor, you know, people I hold close to me, my friends, my family, people I consider heroes of mine, when they, when they appreciate me or, or say something positive to me, that means the world to me. And it, and it sticks with me because... It matters to me because they matter to me. Words carry weight, and they have a huge impact on us. Huge impact on us. And I, I want to go here and say this. Words have weight, and I believe that the, the, the most weighty words, so to speak, in our life is what God says. What God's word has in it matters the most. What his words are matter more than any other words that were spoken down through history. His words carry the most weight. Listen to this in Genesis chapter 1, verses 1, 2, and 3. It says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And it says this, And, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. I want to talk to you today about the words of God. What God has to say is the truth. And it doesn't matter what philosophers would say. It doesn't matter what kind of ideas that we could come up with when we, or anything that the enemy would bring up. We could set that next to God's word and it would fail in comparison. What God's word says is absolutely the truth and it is amazing and it'll break through any lies or any distractions that could be there in your heart and your life. It bowls through every bit of that stuff and knocks it out of the way. It's truth and there's no arguing with what the truth is. With the truth comes strength. The enemy can bring all kinds of lies and all kinds of deception. And maybe you're in a place today where, where you're wondering about some stuff and you've got things going on. And I'm sure the enemy's right there to bring lies and try to tell you that things are different than what the truth of God's word says. But I'm here today to tell you that the truth still stands. The truth is still exactly like it, like it always has been. Jesus knew it. When he, was tempted in the, when he was tempted in the wilderness, he brought it up. You know, the enemy brought accusation, but he fired right back and said, no, the word says this. No, the word says this. 
And if you look at that, the enemy had to kind of scramble and try to come up with something else because he knows that he can't argue with truth. With truth. The word of God is truth. And what it can do in our hearts and our lives can change absolutely everything. If his word, if his word, if he speaks it and creates, he can, he can speak and create something. He can speak and change situations. If he can do that, what can he do inside of us if he just speaks it into our hearts and lives? I, I'm, I'm convinced of this, and I believe it's the truth, or I wouldn't say it. Jesus, or God, when he speaks, he could say right now, for the, the sky is blue, he could say, sky, be green. Everything would realign, the atmosphere would change. Everything would change in the sky in an instant would be green. That's how that works. That's how God's word works. When he speaks it out, things have to line up. The sky doesn't fire back and say, hey, that's not how it works. The sky says, okay, green, boom, here we go. Because it's truth. And his word is power. What he speaks is powerful and it's awesome and it's incredible. The Bible talks about the enemy and it says when, when the enemy speaks, he speaks lies. That's his native language. But I'm here to also tell you when God speaks, he speaks truth. He speaks truth. He's awesome and he's wonderful. His words take on weight. His words take on weight depending on how close he is to you. The, uh, what's so awesome about his word here is God has, you know, we, we talked about, you know, parents have a, can have a special place in our heart or, or a hero or a guardian, somebody that takes care of us can have a special place in our heart, our husbands, our wives. They, they're led into places inside of our hearts that are deeper than probably anybody else. And we're opened up and we're vulnerable and we, we allow them to speak into our lives. But I'm here to tell you that God, God has the ability not only to speak to our ears, not only to speak to our hearts, but he has the ability to speak right into the very center of us. He has the ability to speak into our spirits. He can speak into places that nobody else can, that nobody else has access, but he can speak right into those things. He brings his word. Romans 8 and 16 says this, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. There's, there's a communication. His spirit will touch our spirit. There's a connection there that, that can happen that, that nobody else has access to. God has the ability to speak to the very core of who we are. God spoke and created something out of nothing. Through the Holy Spirit, God spoke and, and a virgin Mary conceived the Son of God. And all down through history, through God's words, Miracle after miracle after miracle has taken place, and, and it's amazing, and it's wonderful. And I, I want to challenge you just to think of it this way. If, if that's who God is, if that's how powerful his words are, and he has the ability to do that, then what should be taking place in us, his children? What should be taking place in our, our hearts and lives? If we, if we have full access and God come down and speak to my heart, what are the effects that he would have on us? I believe that we would see him in a new and different way every day. That we'd be able to see who we are in reflection to him in a bright and beautiful and new way. We'd be able to see situations and problems and issues around us. Be able to pray different, think different, act different. I believe that God wants to get some work done. Where are you today? What is God speaking into your life? You might be here 
you're kind of overrun with, with worry or, or concern about situations. You, it might have gotten to the place where you're just thinking, well, I, don't, I don't even know if God is who he said he is. I haven't, I haven't found him to be true like he's supposed to be. You might be wondering, what I need some kind of direction. God, where are you at? I, I need some word to, to save my marriage. I need help at my, my job. God, give me some kind of insight on what I'm supposed to do. How am I going to pay these bills? God, I need a word from you. I need direction. I believe God has a word that he wants to speak to you. You're looking for God. He's looking for you. But there, are, let me say this. If God has the ability to speak and create and change and mold, I, I think... I think that I might be selling God a little short for myself. And maybe, maybe we all do. Because we don't, we don't hear the word as much. Or we don't hear it like we should. And I'm just throwing this out. This, this is not an accusation, but these are my thoughts. If he's incredible and powerful and moving, and his word, the Bible talks about his word is alive, it's, it's sharper than a two-edged sword, then I feel like sometimes we might live beneath our means. And I, I simply believe that because I don't think we hear it enough. I don't think we listen to it enough, and, and i got just a couple of reasons why, and I, I want to talk about those for a second. Number one is, there's an enemy in this world, and when it comes to truth, the enemy hates, the enemy hates truth. He hates the Word of God. He'd rather convince you that it's just a, it's just a gamble, this life, and there's no really kind of right, and there's no kind of really wrong, it's just... It's just out there, and you just do what you want and decide what you want. Don't worry about submitting to some book or, or some truth that somebody brings up. Just do your own thing. The whole world thinks this way. Every day it seems like another institution or something that we believed in and stood on now seems kind of weak and kind of vague. Truth that was established a long time ago, now it's just kind of like, well, I don't know. Or don't, don't bring up anything different because you're going to be out of line. The enemy attacks truth. He attacks truth. He tries to get us to doubt and, and sway side to side. The, the word talks about in the last days that even the very elect would be deceived. There would be an attack on truth and deception. He tries best to hide God's word from us. He tries best to hide God's word from us. And he wants to do that because he knows the power of God's word. And he knows the effect that it would have on us when we get into it. The second reason I want to just talk about is I feel like it's just a timing thing. That we're not taking the time really to listen to what the Word says. Whether it's just grabbing it and reading it and looking at it. Or whether it's coming to, to, to places where God has put people in your life to speak into your life. And, and one of those places where that happens is here at the church. So I'm kind of, am, am I preaching to the choir or preaching to the church? But there's something that happens when you come to church, when God's man is anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit and he speaks his word and it goes forth. It touches people's hearts and lives. It makes a difference inside of you. When somebody says, when somebody says well, you know, I'm a Christian, but I don't, I don't go to that church. I don't even like that place. That worries me a little bit because I'm like, how are you getting scripture? Is somebody pouring into you? Are you submitted to something that God can work through to touch your life? Or are you not? I appreciate our folks 
that are watching online right now. Every week, anywhere from 50 to 200 people can be online watching our service because they're not able to make it. People on vacation, shut-ins, all kinds of different stuff. I appreciate them because they're in a place where they're trying to get the word inside of them. And, and, and I say that, you know, I don't say that, you know, like an egotistical thing because I'm preaching at you. But I, I say that because God is trying all kinds of different ways to get his word into your life. Into your life to get you to hear it. It's so wonderful. I, I want to share this with you. And I'm going to talk to the young people over here. I was the youth pastor for like seven years. Does anybody remember me? Okay, they remember. Cool. No, I'm just joking. But if, if you ever had this scenario with me, then, then just give me a, a moment to explain. There would be a, a time every once in a while that I would run into somebody out in the lobby, one of the young people, and I don't know if they're here or not. I'm, that's not the point. But I would run into a young person, and, and they would be hanging out with a couple of people out in the lobby. And trust me, it's not just the young people that do that. I'm not throwing out the blanketed statement, well, it's those teenagers. You know, I'm not saying that. There's plenty of people that hang out in the hallways and all kinds of stuff. But anyhow, whatever. There would be a couple of people out there talking, and they're just rip-roaring, having a good time the whole time. Preaching to pastors up here, and Holy Spirit is moving. And they're out there blabbing. I'm like, what are they doing out there? So I go out there, hey, what's going on? Oh, we were just hanging out. You know, I've got... I've got arthritis because I'm so old, so I can't sit there that long. I have to be out there. I'm like, I'm like, okay. They come up with all kinds of different reasons. And I'm like, well, I just got to sit out here. I'm like, well, why don't you go in there and sit? You know, out here you can't really hear what's going on. It'd be cool if you kind of go in there and sit. Well, I just can't go in there. Okay. And you might, Liz, you might run me off. Everybody might run me off. But I finally got to the point where sometimes I would say, why did you come? Why did you come if you were going to sit out there and blab the whole time? I was like, man, you could have done that at your house and had a whole lot more fun. I promise you, you could have more fun at your house hanging out than you can out here in the lobby. But it's those things, and it's things like that that distract us and keep us from getting the word that we're supposed to get, getting the word into our life. And I would challenge us to get in a place where we get the word inside of us. Romans 10 and 14, it says, how then shall they call on him whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe on him who they have not heard, and how shall they hear without a preacher? You need to hear the word. God uses his word when he speaks into our life. The Bible says this, Isaiah 55 and 11 says, so shall my word go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. And this is a scripture text I want to jump back to that we started out with. Romans 10 and 17 says this, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I just want to tell you this in the most simplest way that I possibly can. We heard the message at one time. Somebody gave us a challenge. Talk to us about Jesus. And we heard the message. That's where it all started. We heard God's word. We invited Jesus into our life, asked him to forgive us of our sins, and God started to work. But according to this scripture here, there's a process that keeps on going, that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, that it's talking about a process that would continue to strengthen us, not just a one-time message, 
But when we read his word, when we are filled with his truth, when we're filled with his word, what happens is strength happens. We get strong. We get confident. There's progress that takes place in our life. And, and just every lie and every deception and everything that comes at us, we don't just fall and go towards. We stand with strength. And it comes through hearing God's word. God's word is there to give us strength and to help us to know how to really look and really see. Let me tell you something. If you're in this room today and you don't read the Bible, if you are maybe not even a Christian and you think you have the world figured out, you're deceived. The enemy has this world so messed up and he has it looking so different than what it really is. I would invite you to read, to follow, to find God in a beautiful new way through his word and through time with him and let him show you what this world is really all about. Amen. Not all the time, but there's times when I've gotten down with him and I've had fellowship and time with him, and I promise you when I open up my eyes and look around, the world looks different. It loses its luster and all of its enticements, and it just seems like ah, it's all kind of a letdown. But I'm telling you when, you, when God speaks to you and touches your heart, you learn the truth of who he is and you find out who he really is, man, it just changes the whole world and it changes us. God is beautiful and wonderful. I just want to throw these things out here. This is just kind of a little discipleship, little discipleship thing, little nugget here. What does it mean to hear God's word? It's these things. It's to listen to it. It's to memorize it. It's to meditate on it. You know, think about it, process it. How does this apply to my life? Assimilate it, meaning that I'm going to start walking this out. I'm going to start living this in my life. And then last is proclaiming it, to tell everybody the word that God has given you. I love, I love the moments when God touches his word and connects it with my heart. Maybe it's something I've heard a million times. Maybe you've heard the, the Bible stories a million times, but God always brings it alive. He anoints it. He breathes on it, brings it alive, and touches our hearts with it afresh and new, and he always speaks something new. God's word is powerful. If he has the ability to speak into us, then I want to commit that we're going to hear his word, that we're going to grow and flourish, not, not through our agenda or not how we want to see it or how or hear it, but to submit to it and say, God, use it to touch my heart and my life. God, if you are strong and powerful, then God, I want the word in me strong and powerful because I want to see you like you need to be seen and I want to be with you and know you and experience you. God's truth is beautiful. There's nothing that can stand with it. Check this out. God, the, the enemy does not want you to hear God's word because this is, this is what I believe the process is. If you'll hear the truth, your faith will start to rise. And if your faith starts to rise, then you begin to believe. And when you begin to believe, you begin to have confidence. And when you begin to have confidence, you will start to move in action. And the enemy does not want us to believe. He does not want us to move in action. He wants us to stand up strong, anointed, filled with his word, blessed and touched. Amen. God wants to touch you, and he wants you to help him, help you see him like he really is, see yourselves like you really are, and be able to see and pray about things around you like you really should. God wants to help us to hear. I want to share one, a, a story with you, and then we're going to pray. 
One time, it's, it's a, a story about a family that we get together for all of the holidays and spend all kinds of time together, big family. But one particular time is Thanksgiving. They had all gathered in, in Grandma's house, and they all had a big, huge meal, and you know the house was just full of chatter. Well, they got done eating, and they went off to the family room. There's a fireplace and a nice fire in there crackling, beautiful atmosphere, intimate and close. The family got together and they kind of spread out in a big circle kind of around the room. Somebody stood up and said, you know what, I think we should share like things that we're thankful for or like our favorite scripture, I think we should share those things. So they all agreed and, and they started and it comes to one young man, he just got through seminary. And he said, I want to share Psalm 23 with you. And he kind of straightened up, and the way he had been taught, preacher, preacher voice, you know, you know, chest out, chin up, you know, that whole thing. And he started, the Lord is my shepherd. And he kind of, they all watched as he, as he went through it. And they got around just a little bit later. Next, it was Grandma's turn. It had been a little while, and Grandma was sitting next to the fireplace, and she kind of put her head over and kind of dozed, dozed off through a part of it. So one of the young ladies there in the room went, went to Grandma and nudged her on the shoulder. Say, hey, Grandma, it's your turn. She kind of shook herself for a second. She said, first words out of her mouth. She said, I want to share Psalm 23. Lord is my shepherd. You know, the room kind of snickered a little bit because... They were embarrassed because Grandma had been asleep and we just heard the same thing. But it was different this time. Grandma said, the Lord is my shepherd. And when she said that, she said, he has been my provider. He has been my protector. He has taken care of me all through the years. And all of a sudden, everybody else in the room, the, the whole atmosphere changed, the demeanor changed. They went from like kind of like embarrassed snicker to almost being embarrassed for themselves because what grandma had and what she had talked about, tears filled their eyes and God came right down in that little room and it took grandma about 10 minutes and she got through the whole, the whole thing and it was just like, wow, revival. Everybody wiped away tears and, and they kind of started talking, kind of got off to other things. And one person in the room was, was heard later on talking about it and they said, you know what? He said, that young man, he knew Psalm 23. Man, he knew Psalm 23. Then they said, but Grandma, she knew the shepherd. It's beautiful. If you would stand with me. If you would all stand. I just, I share that story with you to say this. You can be around church. You can be around godly people. You might even be able to pick up the Bible and thumb through it every once in a while. But it's important that God's words don't just hit your ears. It doesn't just hit your heart. But that God's word touch your spirit. That God is down inside of you. What are you dealing with today and, and what do you have going on? You might be so out there and so distracted and, and so 
so beaten down with the enemy and with attack and struggles, you might not be able to hear the word. But I'm telling you, God is speaking today. I believe with all my heart that there's not one person in the room that God's not speaking something to. He doesn't love a bunch of people and then not love you and not be speaking to you, not have some kind of word that he wants to touch your life with. Some people are like, I just need a word. Sometimes this is all you need. If you get a word from somebody, it better line up with this anyway. We have this at our fingertips. God wants to speak to you today. He wants to remind you of a scripture. He wants to speak something into your life that's going to help you. It's going to be there for you. With every head bowed and every eye closed. We talked about the, the, the weight of words mattering depending on how close you are to that particular person. God has the ability to speak right into your heart. But you might say, man, I don't care what God says. Maybe you haven't been close to him, so it doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter. But I believe God is speaking to your heart right now. If you're in this house and you don't have a relationship with God, you haven't asked Jesus into your heart to forgive you of your sins, you haven't accepted him in your life so you can have a real relationship with God, I believe that God is speaking to you right now. I believe that God is speaking to you right at this very moment. One of the things that he's speaking to you and touching you with is a, is a feeling of wanting to say yes. There's a thing inside of you that's, that's saying yes, say yes. Yeah, raise your hand. Yeah, pray this prayer. That's one of the things that he's speaking to you. The other thing that he's speaking to you through his Holy Spirit is that you've done some wrong things sin, just, just like all the rest of us. You're dealing with those things. And, and right now, if you need to pray, God's saying, you need to get this under the blood. You need to, you need to get this taken care of. You need to get forgiveness for this, this, and this. God is speaking to you. I want to give you the opportunity for you to respond back to everything that God is speaking to you about. And if you would like to pray a prayer the, to, to ask Jesus, to accept Jesus as a sacrifice into your life, and you want to have a relationship with God, if you want that, I'd ask you real quick to raise your hand and just say, yeah, I want that. I want to pray. Is there anybody in the house? Christians, you're praying. They want God to move and God to work and have his way. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's going to embarrass you. Is there anybody at all? Okay. That being said, you can raise your hand. Raise your heads. If you didn't raise your hand, that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to impress me. You don't have to get me to see you. God sees what the intent of your heart is, and if you want to pray, I'm going to invite you to pray. But if we could, as a church, if you're able to and possibly could, I'd ask you to come into the altar. We're going to have a, a time of prayer together. If you will come, if you can you will come into this altar. We're going to be praying and then we're going to be dismissed.
as you are coming. Lord is my strength. Lord is my strength. As you are coming, I believe that there's if three things that God wants to speak to you about. I don't know if he'll drop a word in your heart. I don't know if later you'll grab the Bible and he'll speak that way. But I believe he wants to speak to you, continually wants to speak to you about three things. I believe he wants to reveal himself to you through his word. I believe that even right here in the altar, he wants to show you who he is. He wants to reveal himself, he wants to speak to you about who he is. The second thing is, I believe he wants to speak to you about who you are. He wants to touch your heart and touch your life and tell you what the truth is. You know, you might be here today and you might be hurting because of words that somebody said or, or some kind of thing that's, that's gotten in your head and hurts you. God's word is a truth that will go to the very depths of us. Even though mama might have said the wrong thing, your daddy might have said the wrong thing, God's word has the ability to touch us and to heal us, to establish it as a real truth. He has the ability to do that. God wants to speak to you about who you are, and I believe the last thing is he wants to speak to you about a situation, situations. He wants to give you truth so that when you look at something, you can say, this is what's really going on. But he also wants you to have that so you can look at it and pray. You can, you can throw the scripture at it and say, no, God says it's supposed to be like this. The truth is it's like this. He wants to speak to you and touch the situations. We're going to pray about these things and we're going to, in the prayer, we're going to make a commitment. God, I'm going to be listening. God, I'm going to be listening. That means you're going to have to break out your Bible. That means you're going to have to be faithful in some different ways to, to the people that God's put in your life. But we're going to make a commitment about those things. We want God to speak to us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you didn't throw us out here into this life hopeless and helpless. You didn't put us in a situation where we would just be on our own trying to figure out and claw our way through. But God, you're with us. You spoke your word. You've given us truth that we can stand on. God, you've given us an insight about this life. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to not be distracted, to not be undisciplined, but make decisions in our life, God, that will hear your word, that, that will listen to what you have to say. God, I pray that you would speak into this altar now in the name of Jesus. There's some people in this house, I believe, they're wondering about, are you who you said you are? God, I pray that you would minister to them and speak your word into their life now. There's some in the room that are, that are convinced that there's something that really they're not. God, there's people in the house, God, that you want to show the truth to and say, this is who I am. You're my child and I'm your father. God, there's stuff that you want to speak to them. Man, I pray that you minister to them in the name of Jesus. And God, I believe also that there's people in the house that are going through problems and situations and they don't know the answers and they, they don't understand what's going on. It's gray and it's dark and it, they're so confused. God, I pray that you bring the light of your word into their life and you show them the truth. And God, we commit, Lord, that we are going to listen we're going to read, we're going to hear, we're going to find your word with all that we are. And Lord, if there is anybody in the altar, God, there's anybody in this house that, that wants to respond, that wants you as their Lord and Savior, God, we pray that you would show them, minister to them, help them to see you as Jesus as their Savior and you as their God. I pray that you would touch them and help them to walk in you and walk in truth. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen.
as we close down here, as we close down here, we appreciate all of you coming today and being a part tonight. We have church at 6 o'clock, and it's going to be wonderful. Our brother Rex Lloyd, the new youth, uh, the new pastor at the, uh, what was the Blue Ash Church of God, he's one of ours. He is going to be here tonight speaking and sharing, and it's going to be wonderful. With that being said, we're going to pray. We're going to turn you loose, and we want you to have an awesome, awesome day. If we don't see you again, have a wonderful 4th of July. Get with family, have fun, have a blast, and uh, the pastor will be back next week. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, God, once again, we just thank you for all that you've done and all that you do. We thank you for strength and truth that we find in your word. The power that you have is awesome and amazing. God, we pray that you would be with us today as we go from this place. Anoint us and use us to speak the truth, to speak your word, and to be yours. Bless our pastor, and God, be with us tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you all. We'll see you tonight. We'll see you this week.